Okay, welcome to the second episode of Excelsior Real Estate Off Plan On Air. A little bit cheesy, it's not going to change really, is it? Guys, how are you going this morning? Wonderful, Nick, how are you? Good. Maddie? We're back. We're going to cover a topic this morning, which is Off Plan Real Estate. Is flipping a good strategy or not? 100% yes. Okay, Matt, yours? Um, I am... Indifferent. And that's the end of the podcast. Nice one, guys. <laughs> Better than our last one. <laughs> we did say in a nutshell. To get into it, um, it, it can be the right strategy. Because we offer boutique solutions, we're more of a luxury consultancy, we have the ability and we can afford the time and effort going into making sure each case-by-case case decision is handled. Whether some investors want to buy and hold, some want to do uh, the normal letting and rental, and then some wants to do get into the flipping aspect of it. So we can take it. And for some people, it is absolutely the right decision and the most profitable one. And just to establish again, in case anybody didn't hear the first one, and why on earth would you not listen to the first one? Um, flipping is the process of selling a property during the construction phase for what is anticipated to be a profit. Correct. Okay. So Mitch, you're suggesting, provided that it fits the investor's profile, it can make sense. It can. What would you deem to be the, the correct profile? Right now, what we're looking at, having analyzed the Dubai market for the previous few years, the trailing few years, and the upcoming few years, we believe a 12 to 18 month cycle will afford you enough time to be able to look at the market exit at a certain price point that matches you without having to pay the full amount. Because in that case, you might as well just buy the property. The idea is to only pay a certain percentage during construction, which lowers your initial capital, and enter exit, excuse me, exit at a profit. That profile would be someone who has the funds to be able to cover 18 and to some cases 24 months of the payments needed. Again, that is case by case, it's developer specific. Some people only require 30% during construction, 40, 50, 60. Around the 60% of funds needed during the construction phase from the developer, you want to start switching gears and thinking about it. But as long as it's anywhere up to 20 to 40, 60%, it, it's profitable or positions the investor to exit at a profitable stage where the market only needs to go up five to 10%. And we've seen historic records being broken every year, every quarter this alone, 14% this past quarter of this year, 2023. Those are substantial figures. If the market even goes up five to 10% of your total value, because you've only entered into that with 30, 40, 60%, much lower initial capital, you exit at a higher rate of return. And that's kind of where our portfolio or what the investor profile looks like someone who has the funds to cover that 18 month window and then is okay waiting for that 12 to 18 months to flip and sell and return. And I guess that's kind of where we would need to step in and provide advice because you're right. I think it's prudent that if we are looking at, or the buyer is looking at a 12 to 18 month window within which to exit, they really need to be comfortable that should that not sell within short to a medium term, but they need to be able to service those future payments. Absolutely. It, it would be a little too risky to say that at, right at 18th month, you can cover up to that. Should it go into 19 or 20 months or whatever the next payment cycle is, you cannot make those payments. That's a little too speculative for what we want to do and where we want to touch. It's possible 
but that's not really where we excel. Where we've excelled in the past and where we're pushing towards the future is having a comfortable position and being able to make those next few payments and not be overextended or overexposed in upcoming payments, but understanding that it might not come in the three to six month time frame. Okay. So if I were to give you an analogy that the American in the room is incredibly optimistic and full on and wants to push this forward and then we switch sides to the pragmatic Captain Slow from the UK. What are your thoughts, Matt? My thoughts are, firstly, I'm very impressed with Mitch getting through that whole pitch without using the word strategy <laughs> once. <laughs> you, you, you haven't let the buzzer go off yet. Um, so my thoughts on flipping are it's great if it works, um, but you can't always guarantee that you're going to sell when you want to sell. Um, so my strategy um, would always be to you know, invest with a long-term vision um, to letting the, the investment mature. Um, so yes, flipping is a great idea, but you can't always guarantee that it's going to work. Um, so my strategy would always be to have a long-term vision um, when buying a property to, um, to generate a rental income when the property hands over, um, because then that way you're, you're kind of guaranteed well, not guaranteed because nothing's guaranteed, but you're you're more. It's a it's more of a safe bet, should we say? Yeah. Well, that would enter into our point about the optimal strategy. <laughs> there it is. But it is. So you mentioned post handover payment plan. In a perfect world, there's quite a few developments that we've seen where they offer thirty seventy split, thirty percent during the construction phase over two to three years, whatever it may be, and seventy percent either on construction or post handover. In a perfect world, it'd only be 30% or 40% during the construction phase and then a post handover, which would eliminate a lot of that risk because you're paying in shorter tranches, shorter amounts over three to six months, and you extend that out 36 months, three years post handover, which we've seen relatively recently as well with fashions. So there's a way to manipulate some of the variables, switch different levers and find the perfect game plan for or perfect tactical approach for any of our investors. If some I people can... are more, more comfortable exposing themselves to that risk and some are more risk averse. We play with those, but in a perfect world, you can, you can definitely find strategies that fit for both of them. Yeah, and I think it's fair to say because we are the size of the team that we are being a boutique, the client who comes to us nine times out of ten will have an idea of what it is that they want to do and how they want to do it um because of our personalities in such a small team we kind of bounce off one another as we are this morning um and we can find the right solution for that client's requirement whether it be that they are looking for an aggressive approach and they are wanting to try and and we have case studies of this, of this, I mentioned it before, of somebody nearly doubling their money over an 18-month period, that I wouldn't suggest is, is what we would be, be aiming to try and provide because I think it's, it's an excessive return, um, but it has been done in the past. Um, but we are able to find solutions if somebody is wanting to, in a reasonably short period of time, significantly improve their personal wealth. To play devil's advocate, Matt, you mentioned a moment ago that you can't always 
guarantee or that you can't always sell something as quickly as what you want. I, yeah. I would personally challenge that. I think you can sell something as quickly as what you need to, but it is then price sensitive. Yeah, obviously. And that can affect obviously the profitability that what they're trying to do. So, you know, where Mitch mentioned that if we're looking or if the client is looking for an 18 month return, realistically, you need to be able to service that payment plan for two years. So you have yourself a certain buffer zone. But yeah, I think there's always a buyer out there, regardless of the market. I mean, at the age of what I am now, I've worked through about six, possibly even seven recessions. Working in an upward trajectory is just as challenging as it is working in a downward trajectory. You're just working with a different motivated side of the table. Um, but you can sell. You, you, you absolutely can sell. Um, I think if we have a look at what the market has done in the last two years... The real question in terms of flipping is how much longer do we, the analysts, because let's be honest, this is three blokes in a room having a chat at the moment, so I wouldn't necessarily take what we believe, but what is it the analysts in the outside world, what are they suggesting that the, the medium term runs on? And I think we do need to be realistic that whatever we, whenever we talk to clients about flipping, it is with a medium term goal. I've recently spoken to investors um, who who are trying to generate a reasonable level of return by the end of this year. There's only seven months at the end of this year. That isn't realistic. It's got to be 18. I personally believe it's got to be 18 months. I think 12 months is even pushing it. And that's recognizing that, yes, the market for the first quarter in 23 increased by 15 or 14 and a half percent, which is insane. That is an overall. So when we look at these projects, they're at certain areas, certain localities and regions of Dubai and what else exists, what other variables uh, are entailed. For example, the peninsula one that you saw was perfectly positioned to do that. There are some other boutique ones where someone might not be able to enter into that without going into that project directly, which means that someone who bought early on would then be able to sell and advantageously sell at a profit or exit at a profit, however large or small. There are some projects that are right next door to something that's nearly identical being built one year later, and that wouldn't allow them to exit as quickly as they wanted to. There would be less demand for that specific unit in that project. So that would be critical as to finding those, those right projects, then combining it with what you had mentioned of making sure that the, the investor is positioned mentally appropriately, whether it's a medium to short term. Because right now, as you mentioned, analysts, they are looking at six months as the very minimum, mainly one, two, and three year windows. And when we play with those one, two, and three year windows, we see that the Dubai market is increasing, is anticipated to continue increasing, but that increasing rate will slow down. Doesn't mean the market will start to turn negative, but you'll have a certain inflection point where it's not going to increase 22% a year, 14% a quarter. It might only increase 10% per year, 8%, 7% per year. So as we look at that, how do we time our, our investors' initial capital purchase, their investment, with what they want to do 6, 12, 18, 24 months down the line and match it up profitably to what analysts are saying that those curves will start to slow or rise or slow down at some point? Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. All right. So, guys, um, we've discussed our differing opinions, views on whether or not or how aggressive 
we would be comfortable if it were ourselves. And ultimately, your opinion is what you would personally do. So we've discussed our, our differing opinions as to how aggressively we would view the current market. Talk to me about the process. We would be that link. We would be that, that connection between where that, that investor does not have to constantly worry and reach out and talk to the people selling it for us. We are that one connection point and all the, they have to worry about for an ease of communication. We then go out to that same network, the other brokerages, other firms that specialize in the resale market, continue to hound after them and make sure that what they're getting done is efficient. Plus, we've already got thousands of buyers on our system already. So our first port of call would probably be to just go out to our own buyers to see which, um, you know, where we get a bite from there. Um, ideally, if we don't need to, we don't really need to go out to um, exterior brokers. That's a good point. We'll just use our own network uh, of clients. Um, but then, you know, if, if obviously we don't get a buyer from our own system, we can we can um, advertise on, on on different Dubai property portals um, to try and attract buyers. Obviously, our main focus right now is is going overseas. Um, we're kind of targeting a lot of European buyers and whatnot. But when you advertise on the Dubai property portals, it, it, it attracts leads from people in Dubai, basically. Um, is there a charge to our client? Is there a charge to the seller for selling no. their property? That would be on the buyer's. That would be on the buyer's side. Okay. Yeah, unless unless we've done a really good job, and then. Uh, <laughs> And here's a word from our sponsors. Excelsior Real Estate will not charge our client base. No, we, we don't charge anything. And that's, that's the reason that we have the reputation that we've already built, even in a short period of time with some of our current investors and client bases, that we are truly, as Matt said, one-stop shop. They can come to us and have everything that they need solved, whether it's purchasing, selling, anything in between. We've done a few, few odd things in there that, that clients needed to be done, but that's it. We then manage the backside of that with our own client base, external invest, uh, external agents, brokers, Dubai property, all of the different websites and portals that can be used. We have all of those tools at our disposal and we utilize them accordingly to make sure that we can sell the property for them and for our investors in the shortest amount of time possible. Yeah, I think just to go corporate on you just for a second, what we've done in the past is where we haven't been able in a short period to be able to find a buyer for one of our clients' properties, because we've been in the marketplace for as long as what we have, we know of a network, as Mitch has said, in terms of different area specialists. We've gone out to those specialists to ensure that they are sufficiently motivated to find a buyer. We've said to those specialists, your buyer will pay your fee. You will keep 100% of the typical fee. We then decide not to charge our client. So we're technically running that process, albeit managing external stakeholders. But we then manage that process technically free of charge because what has been happening in the past is that those clients have made a certain amount of profit. They've been happy with the level of service. They've decided then to reinvest that profit with us. And then we start all over again. We're essentially not nickeling and diming our clients, doing small little fees. Technical based question, guys. I am an investor. I'm selling my property off plan. We've already established that most of our client base is international. Do I need to be in the country to physically transfer ownership? Do I need to be in the country to get it sold and get my money? You do, uh, unless you assign a POA. POA is? Power of, power of attorney, uh, which is very simple. You can do that online. It's a very easy process. Um, 
the, 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 and then they can they can take care of the transfer for you, or you could just fly in uh, a flying visit, have a little holiday because you'd only need to be here on the day of transfer. Um, so it's very simple. You can do it either way. You do not need to be here. There are several different processes. It gets a little trickier when we're when we're transferring funds for the proceeds from that sale directly to you. Even with the power of attorney, there are a few extra clauses that need to be in that power of attorney to be able to then transfer the funds directly to you out of Dubai, for example, Europe, Asia, wherever they happen to be. But those are smaller clauses. There are other ways to do it. But essentially, no, you do not have to be there to transfer the sale. Okay, cool. Funds is a different story, but it can still be done just a little differently. All right. It's short and sweet this morning, gents. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to quickly throw in? Matt's hungry. We can get him out of here. Go get him food. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's a wrap. Um, and you were on a middle of a, a soliloquy at the time, so I think we may lose the whole soliloquy. What the hell is a soliloquy? Speak. Oh.